2015, my husband and I built a seven-figure Amazon business. It absolutely blew our minds. What started as an experiment, basically, I was a digital marketer, I had a blog, I had a following on Facebook and on social media, and uh, we'd heard all about this crazy thing called Amazon, and so we decided to do this experiment and start to play with selling products on Amazon, and um, I invited some of my community members to watch over our shoulder as we built our business and within 12 months we'd done 1.2 million dollars with one product it was absolutely mind-blowing um and one of my community members and his mum actually who were watching over our shoulder they also built their own business on Amazon and as of 2018 they started traveling full-time and they actually came to my wedding in Phuket in February this year 2020 and they ended up getting stuck here <laughs> when COVID hit and the pandemic hit they were due to be traveling to America and other places but they decided to stay here and Dan uh, is actually still here at the time of recording this he's still here some six months later and him and I decided to get together and have a chat about our businesses and what we would recommend to anybody starting an Amazon business today now please note this was a video we actually sat in a garden of the villa that they were renting um, and recorded this but the video came out really dark and uh, just wasn't great so I've turned it into a podcast so you might just hear a little bit of background noise from us in the garden especially the cicadas we we <laughs> we were doing this late afternoon and uh, we definitely got a little bit ambushed by the cicadas through a few parts of the video but I have tried to reduce the background noise on the podcast as much as possible. Hey, tropical living, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, the information is phenomenal. Dan is a wealth of knowledge and uh, I know you're going to love the episode. So without further ado, let's dive in. Wouldn't you love to build a business you can run from anywhere in the world, whether that be your kitchen table or a beach in Fiji? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Your Lifestyle Business, the show where I bring you into my life as a traveling entrepreneur and along with some of my awesome guests, give you tips and strategies for building your own freedom business. Welcome to the show. Let's make it happen. How are you doing? Joe here from Your Lifestyle Business, and I am joined today by my very good friend, Daniel. How are you, Dan? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very well, thank yeah. you. A bit hot, but... It is warm, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but I'm not going to complain. No, we can't complain. <laughs> um, so, Dan and I, we have both, for the last five years, um, run Amazon businesses and thought it would be pretty cool to jump on a video and just have a general chat about the process of building an Amazon business in today's day and age because things have changed um, and um, we're currently both here in Phuket Thailand because our businesses have afforded us the luxury to travel the world um, and here we are and um, so yeah what we're going to do is we're just going to run through some tips and strategies on how to build yourself an Amazon FBA business that's what we're really talking about today yes. um, so what is Amazon FBA? You may be wondering, you may have heard all about selling on Amazon, um, but not entirely sure what it is. Um, FBA stands for Fulfillment by Amazon. So basically what that means is you select a product um, and you go and you find that product, you source that product, it's being manufactured by um, somebody else, yeah, by a manufacturing company. You source that product, you brand that product with your own brand. Um, and then you ship that product into the Amazon warehouses 
and then Amazon on your behalf send that out to the customer and they deal with the fulfillment of that order. So a customer sees your product on Amazon, they place the order, you don't have to worry about it. It doesn't have to be in your garage or in a fulfillment center or anything like that. It's with Amazon and they will then send it out to the customer and they will deal with returns and they'll deal with all of that kind of yes. stuff. And that's actually what FBA means, fulfilled by Amazon. Um, but it's not the only way to sell on Amazon. There are a couple of other business models. Yes, yeah? yes, you can do what we call FBM, which is fulfilled by merchant. So basically you can run your, your business off Amazon, but make the sales on Amazon. Yeah. So what that means is you take care of the customer service, you take care of the fulfillment process, um, but the customer actually purchases on Amazon. Yep. Um, and that's where you could have it stacked up in your garage if you wanted to. It or is. you guys use, a, use fulfillment centers sometimes, don't you? Yeah, we do. Your... We do. We use fulfillment centers. Actually, it keeps the cost down right. because Amazon's fees for FBA are Quite pricey. slightly high, but yep. the process of FBA is definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it does hands off experience. It does take all of that yeah. out of your hands, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, all right, so we are primarily talking Amazon FBA today. Um, and before we kind of go into the key steps on how to build your Amazon business, I think one of the lessons that Dan and I have learned over the last five years, and something I think that's changed, when we first started on Amazon back in 2015, it was quite new. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were sellers on what, what we are called sellers. Yeah, Amazon sellers. There were sellers on Amazon, yeah. um, but there weren't as many as there are now. The, the competition wasn't quite as steep as it is now, mm. wasn't it? Um, and so if you wanted to just literally go from the um, popularity of a product, let's say, then you would build a business based on that product. One of the things I think is really important now, though, is that you build your brand. Do you yes, agree? Massively important, isn't it? A brand is what separates you from the competition. Yeah. And it's what brings customers back over and over again. Yeah. The branding is so important. Yeah. Because you could go on to Amazon, and I'm going to use gardening as an example, just to let you know, only because throughout my 30-day guide, if you're watching this video on my 30-day guide, you've probably read some of my other posts, and I talk a lot about gardening. I'm not a gardener. It's my sister's hobby, but I used it because I think it's a good example of a business model where you can you know, sell in all the different lifestyle business ways that I talk about in my guide. Um, but imagine that you go out and you want to sell garden scissors. Um, if you go onto Amazon and you look for garden shears or garden scissors, you will find there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of garden scissors and garden shears. Yeah. Now, five years ago, you could have probably ranked against those just by going out and doing a product. But these days, I think it's, the competition is so steep that if you have a brand, if you have a really solid gardening brand yeah. off of Amazon and an audience off of Amazon, yeah. then all of a sudden pushing that brand onto, you know, creating a product from that brand is going to, um, as you say, make sure that you stand above your competition, yeah? Yeah, it gets people talking, it, it gets people to remember you as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'll remember you. So I think that would really be our tip when thinking about going into Amazon. You're still going to find lots of courses and people that are just going to say, pick the most popular product, get out there, you can do it, da, da, da. But I think our tip would be to really think about what niche you want to be in yeah. and what your brand is going to be and start considering how you're also going to be building that brand off of Amazon as well as yes. just selling. Amazon really, I think, almost needs to be an extension 
of your business now as opposed to a business in and of itself it does because when we started it was it was a business you could create an Amazon business mm. but really it is it's a, it's a fantastic sales channel yes yes a sales channel sales channel absolutely that's yeah. really but yeah. the brand should be created alongside Amazon is the sales channel it's yeah a, it's a great way to get customers it is and to advertise but yeah yeah to build it off Amazon as well is important absolutely yeah all right so let's just go through obviously that's your choice your decision um, but let's just run through the key steps that you need to take in order to actually um, find and and um, put a product on Amazon and then obviously start to sell those products so the first thing we need to do is we need to research the product. We need to decide which products we're actually going to go and sell on Amazon. Now let's just say that you have decided your brand and you want to go into gardening, yeah. <laughs> just as an example. And so you want to sell garden shears, okay? Um, so you've got that in your mind, but what you need to do is you need to go and find out whether that is actually a popular product on yeah. Amazon, because you could have you know, something yeah. in your head that you really want to sell and find out that when you go onto Amazon that actually nobody's selling it, nobody's buying it, it's just not popular at all, you know, and that's not going to do you any good. So what we need to do is we need to use Amazon, because it's the best tool to tell us what is selling, um, and research which products are going to be popular and which products we think we can rank for. So what are the key steps we need to, to take to do that, Dan? Well, we need to actually look on Amazon for our specific product. If we use gardening gloves, for an example, we'd, we'd actually go onto Amazon and check out the competition. Basically, we have to see if there is a whole host of competition, then it's going to be difficult for us to actually compete. Yeah. You know, the more competition, the harder it is. Yeah. Um, so we're looking for something that's relatively low competition. And what I mean by that is um, brands that haven't got a lot of reviews. Yep. That's one of the key factors we're going to look for. Yeah. And we're just looking for that balance between is there a huge demand? Are a lot of customers searching for this? Yeah. And is there a, a relatively small number of competitions so we can actually fit in and, and make some sales? And how do we product? know if there's a huge demand? How does Amazon tell us that we a can, lot of people are searching for them? We can use tools. We can use software to yep. determine that. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a great piece of software called Jungle Scout. Okay. Which you can actually put in the keyword of gardening gloves. Yep. And search for that product. It will give us the sales velocity. Yeah. So you'll know how many sales this product is making per month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jungle Scout is actually a piece of software that's been created by a guy called Greg Mercer, who is also an Amazon seller, and yeah. he's a super, super guy. Um, and I will link to a post below this section of the video, and I will actually link. He will have an, a real breakdown. In fact, he has. He's got two or three. He, he did a cracking webinar once on mm. how to find a popular product yeah. on Amazon. So I will link to... Um, some of Greg's resources under this video so you can really do a deep dive into finding a popular product on Amazon that's you know hopefully got a slightly lower competition so yeah. that you know you can yeah. kind of get in there and do that so awesome all right so let's say we've done the research yeah we found some popular products yes. we know maybe we've got a little choice we think okay we've got some gardening shears they're nice and popular in the competition not to go we've got some gardening gloves yeah. we've got a gardening trowel and we're looking at all those things um, what do we need to do next we, we I've got here on my steps we need to create a list of viable products and then we need to start sourcing yeah so is that is that the next step Dan it is absolutely we need to find the product that you're actually going to go for which which number one product yeah and that's just a 
we just do this with research based on what we've said, the, the demand, the competition, and which product we think is the one we're going to choose. Okay. There's no point going in for five products all at once. You'll get overwhelmed. Right. Um, and then we head over to platform. A platform we use is Alibaba, which is based in China. We source from China, and we will search for that product. Yep. Um, it will bring up a whole different list of items, a whole host of manufacturers and retailers that sell this product, and then we can yeah. start reaching out to them. Yeah. Yeah. And, sorry. It's okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll just edit that little bit out when you send me the video. Um, Awesome. Now, China isn't the only place. I just want to put that out there that China is not the only place you can source. Alibaba is a fantastic resource because yeah. it covers a lot of suppliers. And I think it's now global, isn't it? It doesn't just cover suppliers from China. It covers suppliers from other countries as well. I've seen people, yeah. So Alibaba is a good place to start. But also, if you just go into Google and start looking for private labeling mm, yeah. of goods anywhere in the world, because this is now such a big business, you're going to find yeah, manufacturing yeah. companies and people that are doing stuff now across the world. But Alibaba is a great great starting point because they've really got this all set up for you to start looking for the suppliers start you know seeing quite easily what price they're charging for the products um, you know whether they're reliable suppliers it, all of that kind of stuff yeah it's trusted as well because you can actually pay through their payment platform yeah and they protect you if there's something wrong with the goods if if they don't match the description if the supplier doesn't actually deliver them you're protected oh really yeah okay I didn't yeah. know that oh that's awesome yeah Okay, so when we are, um, so we find some products on Alibaba, how do we yeah. now make contact with those suppliers and, and what, are we, what are we kind of asking them? What, what are the key questions that we're asking them? You know, one of my first things that I always do, when I search for a new product, like I did this last week, I will search for the, the suppliers that are actually online. Uh, responsiveness is huge when we're choosing our supplier. Okay. We don't want to be paying, we're paying thousands of dollars yeah. to these people. We don't want no response. Yeah. I've had that in the past where suppliers just don't respond. So I look for the suppliers that are actually online. Okay. And I will, I will chat to them instantly, there and then. Right. The ones that get back to me are the ones that are in the running to actually get our business. And what kind of questions are you asking them? So the first key question is the price the MOQ, which is the minimum order that they accept, okay, and the lead time. Three, three questions. And why is the minimum order important? Because some suppliers actually come back and they'll say 10,000 units, yeah. which might not be valuable, valu valuable, um, viable, viable, viable <laughs> for our first product. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to be spending over. No, you yeah. might you might for your very first product when you're testing a run of a product, you might only want to do a thousand products. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking for the supplier that can actually you know meet that yeah quantity. Yeah, and not overcharge us exactly as well because exactly. they can see the potential of further business. The, the price is influenced by the quantity, so you do have to be careful with that. Yeah, and that's why we get a range of quotes from different suppliers. Yeah, so instantly we'll get the first quote from five to ten suppliers and we can see which guys are actually wanting to work with us and which yeah which yeah. ones are pricing themselves yeah. out of the market yeah and also um what's lead time what does that mean lead time is is the time taken from receiving the deposit to actually the goods being finished and ready for shipment right okay so that's important you yeah. need to you know you don't want to be waiting forever no a typical lead time is 30 days 
But an important tip is to actually ask the supplier, is that working days or is that weekdays? Is right. it th I've had suppliers that come back and say, no, it's it's five days, it's Monday to Friday, right, which okay. inc increases the lead time. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've had suppliers that work seven days a week. The factory is open seven days a week. Yeah. So the 30 days is 30, 30 days. days. So that's three key questions there you want to be asking them. So what is the price per unit? What is their minimum order quantity? Um, and how long does it take to actually manufacture the product? Now there's another question though, isn't there? We want to ask them whether they're willing to send us samples. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And most will. Most will send the samples for free, yeah. but they ask you to pay for the shipping. Yeah, which is it's which is fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we do recommend that you get samples because um, yeah. I mean, recently for our um, our little e-commerce store that we've just um, recently purchased, we ordered some samples of yeah. earpods, you know, and yes. they don't work. Um, oh, really? Yeah, from a different supplier. We wanted right. to check out a different supplier yeah. who was slightly cheaper than the supplier we're currently using. And we've used them and they don't work. So there's no way that we can order off that supplier. So it's really yeah. important, I think, that you get your own sample so you can check the quality, it is. see what it's like. Yeah. And it's interesting to check the quality against the quotes that you're receiving. Yeah. So sometimes you might find that the quote actually matches the quality, you know, or sometimes you'll get a cheap quote yeah. and you'll get a really good quality product. Yeah. You and you'll also see then as well how the supplier, the manufacturers, yeah. you know, is it does it come in a battered box where it's been completely destroyed on yeah. route? Have they have they not taken any care? Are yeah. they not following up with you? Are they, you know, and I think that supplier relationship is so important, isn't it? Is, it? it is. It's you know when I first started in this game, I didn't yeah. really consider that, and I yeah. would just go with whoever would give me the best price. Same. But Same. actually, um, nowadays I'll yeah. pay a little bit more. For the right supplier. Exactly, yeah. The, the mm. responsiveness, mm. their ability to communicate. Yes. Good English. Yes. I can't tell you how frustrating. I know it's they are Chinese, but <laughs> yeah. if they speak English, it's it's a huge it's benefit. It's a huge benefit, yeah. It's a benefit. And just the care that they take yeah. with the products, yeah. um, you know, is also super important. So, all right. So, we have contacted the supplier. We have started negotiations. Um, we have um, got some quotes on the table. Yeah. So the next step is that we need to do a basic profit and loss. Yeah. Um, now, my general rule, it's very general, is three to one. So that means, can I sell a product for three times the landed cost? What I mean by that is the full cost of the product, including the manufacturing, the shipping, um, the customs, you know, actually getting it into Amazon and then selling it on Amazon. That's my landed cost. Can I now, so let's say it cost me $5 in total. I want to know I can sell it for $15 yeah. or more. Yeah? Yeah. Is that roughly yeah, absolutely. a kind of rule of thumb it's that a you use? It's yeah. a great rule to work by. So underneath the video, I will put a link to a much more detailed calculation. Amazon has got a little calculator. There are also some fantastic blog posts um, on working out your profit and loss for your Amazon products. So I will link to those amazing resources from very clever numbers people. And, um, yeah. and you can then you know sit down and work out your numbers. Really, really important because if you end up with a product and you've got no margin, you know, if it costs you... 10 bucks and you can only sell it for 15 bucks and you've got no margin, then you've got no room for advertising or anything, have you? No, that's right. Mm. And, and things go wrong, unexpected costs do crop up. Mm. So yeah, that margin's important. Mm. You need that, that little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. 
And also you want to make a profit, right? Yeah, <laughs> There's no point in going into this game unless you're going to make a profit out of yeah. it. So super important. All right. So you've done your P&L. You've talked to your suppliers. You know who you enjoy talking to. You know who you want to work yes. with. Yeah. They're giving you the lovely quality pair of gardening shears or whatever. Um, so what do we need to do next? What are the key steps we need to take now to get that product manufactured and sent across to Amazon? What's the process? So once we've got the samples, we, we approve the samples. Yep. And then we're ready to place our order. So we need to ask them for design files. Um, we're creating a brand, so we need to, them to supply us with a template that we can send to our graphic designer, come up with the design, send that back to the supplier. Once they've got the deposit and the design, that's when manufacturing can begin. Right, okay. That's when the lead time begins. Okay. Uh, there's no point in paying the 30% and then your design takes a week or two. And that's what it is these days, is it? It's 30% deposit up front. Well, that's everything's negotiable. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, just last month. You sound like my husband. <laughs> he's, he's taught me well. Everything's negotiable. Just last month, I paid 10% deposit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I did. yeah. Everything is negotiable. And yeah, if you can keep your money for longer, that's business. You can keep your money for longer, that's better. Absolutely. So yeah. 10%, fantastic. But typically, it's 30. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're, pay so we're sending them our branding, our yeah. graphic design and all the rest of it. Yes. Um, and we're paying our 30%. Um, now, we were having a chat the other day, Dan, and we were talking about UPCs. Because oh, back yeah. in the day, yeah. when I started, you could basically go to a dodgy little website, pay 15 quid and get about 50 UPCs yes. or something. But yeah. that's not the case now. Well, they're not actually recognized globally. Sorry, a UPC is... I don't know, a is it universal product code. or unique product code? Yeah. Okay, that's what it stands yeah. for. Or universal, and, I'm not sure. Yeah, so a unique product code is basically the codes that you see on the back of products. So it pick up any product and yeah. you'll see a little product code. And Amazon have their own... It's called a, an FNSKU, okay. which is an Amazon-specific barcode. So yeah. that's different to the UPC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. You can tell it's been a while since But the, the UPC is actually for retail. So every store in the world will use this universal code. Okay. It's what they use to track the stock. Yeah. When they make a sale, they scan it out, scan okay. it in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But Amazon, obviously, they're different. They use a different system. So do you have to get a separate code? Or yeah. does that come when you do the listing? So when we create the listing, we, we actually have to use the UPC. To create the To NF create the listing. FNSKU. Yes. All right, we'll come to that. Yeah. Let's stick with the UPC now. So yeah. where do people go to get a UPC code? Because you need that. I take it you need that on the design, right? You'll need that on the actual branding design or the product it, somewhere. I would recommend that now. When we started, we didn't. Right. We just went with the Amazon barcode because we, we thought, well, we're only selling on Amazon. Amazon. So that's actually a great lesson because now we're in retail. Right. You have to re-barcode your products. Right, okay. Um, and that's extra cost. So even if you don't think, even if you're thinking you're just going to be selling on Amazon, yeah. actually it's probably a good idea to get yourself a UPC code, yeah. put it on the design somewhere. So when the design files come in from the supplier and you're sending this to your, or you're doing the design yourself, however you're doing it, get this UPC code yes. and we'll put a link below the video to for you to, um, a, a registered site. Or yes, a, yeah. it is. Um, and take that code and send that as well to your designer and make sure that's on the design. Yeah. Um, now, when you create your listing in Amazon, they'll probably put the FNSKU over that. Yes, they? Yeah. they can. But if you ever want to sell in retail, then you've already got all your products barcoded and everything. Yeah. 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 That's okay. It. 
And if it is manufactured and shipped from China, do they still have to put made in China on the labels as they well? They do. And, and yeah. what we do is PRC, People's Republic China, okay. made in PRC. Made in PRC. Um, some people have, you know, something against manufacturing in China. They don't trust the quality. Okay. And PRC is not directly obvious oh, that that's interesting. it's manufactured in China. Yeah, yeah. Although, honestly, the quality that comes out of China oh, it's great. is fantastic. It's great. Our, our chopping boards we used to sell were amazing. I went and saw them being made in yeah. the Chinese factory and they were phenomenal. But some people do yeah. hold yeah. something against that. But. All right, so we have okayed the samples. We've uploaded our, um, we've sent the designer our branding and uh, the design files and all the rest of it. We've paid our 30% deposit. They are now manufacturing the product for us. It's very exciting. Yes. Um, what do we do now while we're waiting for those products to, to be made? Well, we get the listing up and uh, create the keywords, do some keyword research, mm -hmm. get the listing up there. Uh, we need you will some... have needed to create yourself an Amazon seller account by this point, by the way. Yes. Um, so I wouldn't, just sorry, Dan, to interrupt you there, but just on the Amazon seller account, I wouldn't create your Amazon seller account before you've done all of this. I would do that once you've ordered your first product because you've got to pay a monthly there fee. There is a monthly fee, mm. yeah. Mm. So so there's no need. You don't need to set your Amazon seller account up until you're ready to do a listing. So I would get yourself yeah. to a point where you've now ordered a product and you're gonna, you know, you're waiting for it to come and then you can go and set up your Amazon seller account. Yeah. Because um, you yeah. really don't want to be paying out any money, yeah. you know, or the least amount of money as possible, yeah. yeah, until you've got that product coming. Okay, so we've created our account. We're yeah. now doing the listing. Um, hopefully by now we've got an approved sample, so we can use that sample for product photo photography. We yep. need to get some professional photography. Um, the, the one thing you might have to make sure of is that you've got your brand on the sample. Yeah, okay. Um, so that can be negotiated with the supplier. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't let that hold you up either. I no. Would, I, if you don't, if you don't have that, um, I would go with it anyway. I'd take some nice photos, I'd create your listing without it, and then you can improve later. I'm a big one and get it done, then get it yeah. right. <laughs> and another, yeah, that's, you're 100% right. Mm. And another tip would be many photographers can Photoshop your brand yes, onto the product. Absolutely, yes. So that saves time. Yes. It's, uh, we've done that. Yeah. We've done that. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so we're getting our photos done, we're adding our listing. Um, I will, again, I will include some links below this video on how to create an amazing listing for your product. Um, you know, the copywriting and all that kind of stuff that needs to be done to um, really talk up all the features and benefits of your product. Um, now at this stage, Dan, I haven't done this for a while, okay. but brand registry, is that yep. still important? Because I remember when we first started, we used to get hijacked a lot. People would hijack our listing. Yeah. In other words, people would just come onto our listing and take over the buy box. Yeah. So they would get the sale and we wouldn't from our listing. It yeah. used to drive me mad. I know. Amazon is an open marketplace. What that means is when it started, you could list a product and anyone else could come along and list the same product. Okay. That's the key thing. It has to be the same product. Yeah, yeah. So this is where it goes back to branding. Branding is so important because... If you've got a brand, if you've got a strong brand, it's very difficult for someone to put the same product on your listing. Yeah. And that's what goes against Amazon's terms. Right. They can't list a different product. Okay. Um, so Amazon introduced something called brand registry. Yeah. Which helps to protect this from happening. Yeah. Otherwise, anyone can come on and let's say you've got some gardening gloves and they can list another pair of gardening, gardening gloves. gloves. Yeah. But if you've got brand registry and the brand is protected, you can then 
contact Amazon and say, listen, this person is on my listing. It's not the same brand. Okay. So once again, uh, there's lots of links in this post, um, but I do like to make sure that I'm linking out so that you can delve into these things a little bit deeper. So I'll link to a post telling you exactly how to um, go through the process for brand registry with Amazon if it's something you want to do at this stage. Um, Alrighty, so that's worth it. Yeah. Also, the other thing, just on that brand registry, I'm just thinking in my head there, we also got our brand trademarked. Yes. So we went out and we got it trademarked yeah. in the US, we got it trademarked in Europe. Yes. Now that takes a little bit of time, but from the minute you put in your trademark application, you are essentially yes. protected to a degree, I believe, unless yeah. along the way they suddenly find that you have gone against somebody else's trademark or whatever. Yeah, I did some research into this. Actually, as soon as you use a brand name, yeah. you are essentially, you have some legal rights to okay. that. Yeah. But yeah, the, the trademark is worth it, isn't it? Yes, it is. Because then once you submit it, you can use TM. Yes. And then once it's registered, you can use the little R in a circle. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Alrighty. So, um, so we've added our listing. Yes. But we've still got another two or three weeks to wait for our product to come in. So we've got lots of time. What else can we do? Uh, We can be setting up uh, social media accounts. Yeah. Build that brand off Amazon and start to, yeah, build, put some content out there around our product. Yeah. Start building that audience. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. If you've already got a brand, so if you've actually already got a brand and you've decided now that you want to expand into Amazon, now is a good time to start telling your audience what's coming. So now's the time to start saying, hey, I'm launching this product. It's coming out on this day. Maybe you can get some pre-orders in. Maybe you can do some promotion around it, Um, you know, some discounts, some whatever. Every brand does this. Yeah. Every, from new singles that are released in music. Yep. um, Everyone does this. Yeah. Just think about how brands tend to tell you about a new release coming out. And if you don't have an audience or a brand yet, now's the time to get building so um, again, as you look around my 30 day guide, if you're watching this video on there, you will see I talk a lot about building your audience. Um, and one of the key things I do talk about straight away is just pick one platform to start with. Don't try and be on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and Pinterest and LinkedIn and TikTok and everything all at the same time. Just pick one major platform that you think is where your audience, your target audience is, and go deep in, in on that platform and begin to create lots of content. Um, again, I won't go into this in great detail on this video because we've still got lots to go through. Um, but you're, you, you also don't want to just be posting lots and lots of stuff about your product because then that's just like a constant sales pitch and you will, people will just, you know, yeah. they'll switch off. So you want to be thinking about what's your higher purpose for creating that brand? What's your brand ideal? So for instance, in the gardening niche, I might be posting lots and lots of pictures of gardening and plants and flowers and giving lots of tips and strategies for creating a better garden. And then I'm going to introduce my shears and my gloves. But what I'm talking about, I'm talking directly to my target market who are passionate gardeners. And I'm sharing with them tips and tricks and strategies on how they can have an amazing garden. And then I come out and say, and by the way, I'm launching this phenomenal, you know, set of garden shears. But if, for instance, I set up an Instagram account and just posted all about garden shears all the time. No one's interested. No. There's no value. No. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's all about really adding that value to your target audience within that niche. And then the product is like a, wow, look at this now. You know, this is an amazing thing that we've now created. 
and uh, this is going to really benefit you and add value to whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, definitely. So you can be doing all of that while you're waiting for your products to come in. Something else, actually, which is... Um, uh, Sorry, Dan, I'm, no, I'm, I'm trolling on here. But something else that is um, something you could start doing now is reaching out to other influencers in your niche. So people who have already built audiences within your niche. So for instance, again, in the gardening niche, I could go to 20 different gardening blogs and I could write them a really nice email and tell them all the reasons why I absolutely love their blog and all the different things and that I happen to be launching this product, these gardening shears, that I'm an avid gardener myself and uh, I feel that these shears might be of benefit to their audience. If I sent, sent them a free sample when I launched them, would they be happy to have a look at them and if they love them, talk about them on their blog or yeah. do a promotion or whatever. Now some people will say yay, some people will charge you, but now would be a good time to reach out to those people and get them prepared so that when the shears arrive or the gloves or whatever, you know you can now send out 20 different sets to different people who can help you launch your business by writing blog posts, doing Instagram posts, whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, tropical, tropical life, baby. Welcome to Thailand. <laughs> Um, all right, so very excitedly, Dan, yes. the product has arrived yes. and our listing is live. Great, great. What do we do? We just sit back and Amazon takes over. But it's not quite like that. Sit back and watch the sales roll in. I wish. Big fat cigars. I wish. Yeah, I wish. So we have to implement different strategies to actually make some sales. Yeah. Uh, the first one I would recommend is friends and family. Is there anyone who's interested in gardening that actually would purchase your product? And then hopefully, once they purchase, they'll leave you a good review. The reviews are really important for the ranking factor. Okay, yep. So, yeah, we need those initial reviews. Those initial sales, yep. initial reviews are so important. Once we get them, we'll actually get onto the list. We'll get up the ranks. Up the rankings, like, yeah. Instantly. And then we can start to um, look at PPC, Amazon PPC. Yep. I mean, Amazon love it if you pay them money. So we pay them. Go all the platforms. Pay some money and we'll be, yeah, we'll be shown on certain page ones for certain keywords. Yeah. And that's important. And also the great thing about Amazon PPC um, is that it gives you a lot of data on the kind of people that are actually going to yes. click through and buy and purchase your product. Yes. So you can get very detailed and granular you can. with exactly who you're targeting, yeah. can't you? Yeah. Mm. You can start off with an automatic campaign to get that data and then switch to manual. You can yeah. do so much work on PPC yeah. to get those sales. And my advice, I think, um, would be Again, you can do this as and when you're waiting for your products to come in. Mm. I would master PPC. I would really yes. get your head around how it works. Yeah. Again, I'm going to link through to some experts. I'm not an expert in PPC, but I'm going to link through to some people who are very, very good at Amazon PPC and who can give you a real good start yeah. for 10 yeah. um, because that's something you really want to get your head around. If you can master that and be, get very good at that, then you're going to be a, you're going to save yourself a lot of money Yeah. because if you just tend to sort of throw it out there and see what happens. I mean, I know we kind of do that at the beginning in order to yeah. get that data in. Yeah. But if you keep doing that, you're just going to be literally, you know, just throwing mud and seeing what yeah. sticks. Yeah. But the more details you can get, the more granular you can get, and the more you can really hone in and target those yeah. keywords, phrases, yeah. etc., then the more bang for your buck. 
Yeah. Okay, what else can we be doing? Friends and family to come and buy our products. Yeah. Amazon, PPC, yeah. is there anything That's else really in, those, important. in those early launch weeks, yeah. days and weeks? If we've built up an audience, we can do giveaways on yeah. social media. That's a good one. We implemented at the start. Uh, giveaways worked really well. Yeah. We partnered with other influencers and, and did a giveaway. That's huge. Nice. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah. So that creates some excitement around the product. Yeah, absolutely. And, and people, yeah, they love a giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something else we did in the early days, but I don't think it's as prevalent nowadays, is we did lots of press releases. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we had, a, I think we used PR Wire or something like that, and we did all these press, sent out all these press releases. Okay. Or some, but. I right. think unless you've got a real story, something yeah. that's really going to grab people, yeah, that's right. I think you're probably just throwing stuff out there now and seeing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so you know, really stick to those key strategies there. Go out and yeah. get all your friends and family to buy your products as they come in, um, and you know, leave a little sneaky review. Um, get out and start mastering PPC. Do the influencer marketing strategy I talked about. Do some contests and giveaways yeah. and promos. And even if you don't have any kind of list or anything, now reach out and do a giveaway with other people. Lots of other people are doing giveaways and promos. Yeah. There's no reason why you couldn't contact a big gardening blog and say, hey, I notice you do giveaways every month. Yeah. Can I put in my shears with your giveaway? You know, Can you give away my products with your stuff? And they're gonna be like, yeah, of course you can. Yeah. And then it links back to you know your products and your brand and all the rest of it. So it's about being creative, isn't it? When you're it thinking is. of promotional yeah. techniques. If, if someone's got a huge gardening blog on Instagram, for example, yeah, they actually like people reaching out mm. and supplying a product. Maybe they don't have products, mm. but creating a giveaway for their audience is great engagement for them. Mm. So their audience gets engaged and yeah, they'll, they'll say yes, they will. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's just have a quick conversation about reviews though, Dan, before we move on, because yes. this has changed dramatically over the years. Yeah. Um, and this really is the difference between you building a brand, building a business, or just trying to hack a system. Yeah. And what we're talking about here, guys, is really building a brand and building a long-term business. That's what we are trying to inspire you to do. Um, and so what happened was, is in the early days, you used to be able to send out like free products or discounted products and ask people to give you a review yeah. Yeah. based on receiving something for free or, yeah. or for a significantly discounted price. But then Amazon put the kibosh on that yeah. because they want, quite rightly so, a platform based on real reviews. Yeah. They want a platform based on true feedback. Otherwise, it damages their brand, you know? Exactly. And that's what was happening. Yeah. They were being affected by this. Absolutely. And they just want an authentic platform yeah. with quality products. Yeah. And I get that because, yeah. I mean, you know, that customer, Jeff Bezos yeah. always talks about how his customers is most important. It is. Yeah. Um, focus. So... It doesn't mean that you can't. Excuse me. It doesn't mean that you can't ask a customer for a review. You absolutely can. You can go out to a customer and you can say, "Thank you so much for buying. We hope that you have loved our products. And if you have loved them, then do please come over to the platform and leave us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. You can even say, you know, we'd love your five-star feedback in a sort of a cheesy way. Um, or you can say, if you haven't enjoyed the experience, please contact us directly so that yeah. we can rectify this immediately. And most and people will. Yeah. They, most people don't like to leave a bad review. No. If you're offering to fix it, then yeah. Yeah. So you can, it's, what Amazon are saying is you can't go and ask for them to leave you feedback. 
what you can't do is go and say there's 50% off if you'll give us a decent review because that's incentivized and, and that's what they're trying to avoid that's exactly yeah. it. it's an incentivized yeah. review yeah. so you don't want to be doing anything like that so you want to set up a system yeah. whereby you can um, contact your customers and say thank you so much for purchasing yeah. we hope you've loved our product you know, come and give us some feedback on the rest of it. So what I do is I will link, again, yeah. to some more resources on this, okay? So you can delve deeper in that and work out how you can set up your system for contacting your customer and um, taking that further as well. Yeah. Um, What's next? What are the most important things that sellers need to consider for ranking their products, so for really pushing those products up the rankings on Amazon? And what, when we talk about rankings, what we're talking about is somebody going into Amazon and typing in garden shears, and you want to be at the top of the listing. So you imagine it's like a Google search. Yes. They search garden shears, and there are 20 different garden shears, and in an ideal world, you want your product to be as high as possible. Yes. So what are some of the important considerations for that? So to do that, we need sales velocity so how, how do we get that well uh, there's different events on amazon prime day is a great one um christmas yeah. creates that sales velocity yeah. there's more customers actually shopping so your, your sales will increase yeah black friday yeah cyber oh, monday huge. yeah so yeah. it's really taking advantage of those topical events yeah and strangely enough um a pandemic that's, when, that's done well for you guys. It, it depends on the niche, but yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's it's been beneficial for our brand. Mm -hmm. um, just different things that will actually boost the sales velocity. Yeah. And then to try and increase that ourselves, we can do the giveaways. We can do the PPC. Yeah. We can do the influencer marketing. But it's really about, uh, with Amazon, and please tell me um, if it's you know exactly the same now with your business, it's about that consistency, isn't it, it? Is. of sales velocity. Yes. So there's no good having like, you know, a launch and getting a hundred sales on a Monday and then nothing for the rest of the week. Yeah. You, you're better off getting five or 10 sales a day consistently than a massive yeah. spike. Is that correct? Yeah. You have to imagine Amazon want to make money. That's, I mean, they're in the business to make money. So yeah. if a product is consistently selling a high number of units yeah it's going to stay at the top of the search yeah if one day it disappears and there's no sales Amazon thinks well this products not popular we're not gonna show it to our customers yeah so, yeah 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 so you've really good just got to keep tweaking yeah. um, every day find new ways to promote yeah. your product find different ways to get your products set in front of eyeballs you know be creative as you can to just keep that sales velocity going yeah and to be honest that's one of the most difficult aspects of a business on Amazon yeah um, keeping up that continuous and that's what separates the successful sellers from the not successful people give up yes and, and it's important to keep going yes consistency yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah and that's with every business it is it really it is. is just that constant yeah. you know um, fantastic so um, that's pretty much we've gone through those two points there just looking at yeah. my notes here on my computer of what we wanted to go through um, all right, so we just talked about marketing methods there. So just, just to recap on some of them ongoing marketing methods. So it's that influencer marketing that you can do. So constantly um, messaging and talking to different influencers and seeing if they will advertise or sponsor or do yep. a product endorsement on your product. Um, it's constantly tweaking and working with Amazon PPC to really build up um, the views and people clicking through and, and buying your listing through Amazon PPC. Yep. Contests, giveaway, discounts on social media, talking about you know your product, talking about the different 
features, benefits, etc., of your product and how it can obviously add value to people's lives. Doing that whole, you know, yeah. giving a lot of content and talking about your products as well. Something that worked for us as well was really going out and, and finding bloggers, not just social media influencers, but yeah. bloggers as well who write about products and stuff. Um, getting your product on review sites and things like that, you know, so it's really just getting out there and then taking advantage of those topical events, the, the Christmas, the Prime Days, the Black Fridays, the Cyber Mondays, Valentine's Day, yeah. Easter, and just coming up with lots of different things that you can do to try and promote your product during those topical events. Yeah, a really great tip for that one is the, the aim is to keep the, the sales high and to do that, we can actually reduce the price. Okay, yeah. Um, it's, that's why it's important to have a good profit. Yes. We need a good profit margin because if we can sell at a slightly reduced price before one of the big events like Black Friday, like the Christmas holidays, yep. we can actually get up the rankings before those events and, and sell even more. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, okay. So just before yep. those events, we can lower yep. the price a bit, increase our sales velocity, yep. which increases our ranking, yep. which means that when those events come around, we are You're making even more. Brilliant. And then hopefully that increased sales period will last us through to the January, February, March, and we'll, we'll still be up there. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, now, something we haven't talked about as well, Dan, is the conversion rates. Yeah. So when somebody comes across our listing and they click on it, yes. they, they see it in the list of listings there and they click on it. Yeah. Um, we want to make sure that they go through to, to actually buy. Yeah. So we want to make sure that conversion rate is nice and high. So what are some of the key things we need to be thinking about to make sure that conversion rate is high? I would say the product f photography is one of the main important aspects of that. Yeah. I mean, great quality photos and a selection of photos as well is really important because the photos actually tell people about the product even more than the description. Yeah. Um, so that's important to get people to actually purchase. What about videos? Can you put videos on a listing these days? Yes, you can, and that's that's important as well. I mean, video is even more powerful than a it really an is so powerful. Yeah, we um, we made lots of videos for our mm. products. Actually, we um, we had a we employed a lady for a day actually yes. to come and make a whole load of videos for us, showing all of our kitchen products off in in the kitchen. Yeah, and then we used them all over the place. We yeah. didn't just use them for Amazon. We used them on social That's media. Yeah. We used them on the actual website as well to show how to use the product and very powerful, aren't yeah. they? Videos. Oh yeah, mm -mm. just demonstrates the product. Yeah, perfectly. Okay. Anything else on the actual page that we need to be doing to? What about the headline of the product now? Do you put your brand name in the headline or do you? I do. Yeah. I mean, that's an important aspect of building a strong brand. If people are actually searching for that brand via keyword. Strong brand. Yeah. To have that keyword in the title yeah. is a, a ranking factor. And then other things we can do is like responding to the reviews, responding to Q&A. People ask questions, you need to respond. Yeah. Um, all things like that adds yeah. to good customer service yeah. and trust builds trust yeah so yeah brilliant love it yeah okay um, so that's really the key the key step we've covered all the key steps there we've, it's a bit of an overview video obviously there's not a lot we can you know we can't really sort of cover every single step to take in in a, a, a sort of a 50 to 60 minute video but hopefully we've given you some key tips and pointers there and throughout the video if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook or wherever and you're not on the blog um, head over to the blog the link will be under this video because I'm segmenting this video up and putting links to further resources under each 
element of the video. So under each step that we've gone through here, I'm going to be linking through not just to my resources, but to experts around the world who are sellers on Amazon, million dollar sellers, um, and who you know have built amazing businesses. And I'll be putting links to their resources to take you through each step of the process so that you can um, create and build your own Amazon business. Um, just some key lessons from Dan and I, I think, before we go. Um, certainly some big lessons from when we built our business. It's that consistency. You've yeah. got to do it that is. every day, yeah. don't you? Yeah, absolutely. It's important in all aspects of life. I can take this back to exercise. If yeah. we're not consistent, we're not going to see results. Yeah. It's the same with business. Yeah. Yeah. And on Amazon in particular, that, that daily sales velocity, though, that's so yeah. important, isn't it? You were telling me about yeah. when you went traveling last year. Oh, took yeah. took your eye off the ball. <laughs> I enjoyed life a, a bit too much and <laughs> took the eye off the ball on the business and, mm. and things dropped. Yeah. Sales dropped. Yeah. And then once they do drop, it's even harder to get back. It's a really unfortunate myth that people think, hey, I'm going to put my products on Amazon. They've already built an audience, so they're literally going to do all the yeah. work for me. And whilst I would certainly say it's, it's a simpler process to sell a product on Amazon than build your own store, because you literally do have to go out and build your audience from yes. scratch, and Amazon do already have that ready-made audience, but you've still got to put that work in to get your product in front of that audience. You do. Yeah. Because, I mean, it would be fantastic if we were the only seller, but mm. the competition, yeah, we have to compete. And you're competing against Amazon as well, remember, not just other sellers. That's you're true. actually competing against Amazon itself. That's so true. you've got to put some work in to get your product to stand out. Yeah. And that does mean that constant tweaking. I mean, you know, over that first couple of years, just that constant daily tweaking of making sure that you're getting those sales through yeah. the door. Yeah. Um, and uh, increasing those sales and reviews and you know improving your conversions and all that kind of stuff so so important. Yeah. Um, the next lesson again we talked about this but I think both Dan and I do feel it's super important um, is about creating that strong brand. It is yeah that's massively important isn't it? Mm. It's going to set you apart from the competition mm. and hopefully keep your business running for years. And the other thing as well with your business, Dan, is that you have also created a product that's totally unique to yes. your brand as well, haven't yeah. you? So along, when you get started, what you're probably going to do is you're going to find products that are being manufactured and they're going to be a lot like other products that are on Amazon. Yeah. And so you're really just relying on your brand to do the talking for yeah. you. But as you grow, you can create your own unique yeah. product. You can you can investigate things like new materials um, that haven't been used before, which is what we did. Um, you can change the packaging to really stand out. Yeah. It's, it's just little tweaks that can yeah. really make a big difference. Yeah. You can gather products together and sell them as like a little bundle, yeah. which nobody else is doing, yeah. you know? Now, this comes a little bit later when you've developed really good relationships with your suppliers, um, yeah. you know, and, and they can now be a bit more flexible and do things for you. But, yeah, I think the more you can do to make your products and brand unique, yes. then the better your business is going to do on, on Amazon. Would you agree? And that's why it's important to pick a niche that you're actually passionate about. Yeah, We've spoke about this before. Yeah. If you're actually passionate about it, you're actually going to do better. Yeah. Because you, you want to do, you, know, you yeah. want to work on it. You want to make it better. You want to do some funky things with it and, yeah, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, okay. Um, another big lesson for us was don't diversify too fast. Hmm. So when we started our Amazon business, we actually built our first seven figures on one product. 
That's incredible. I know. Yeah. We just had one product. Yeah. And it was the digital cookie thermometer back in yeah. its day. Um, and we, yeah, we did seven figures in sales in year one with just our digital cooking thermometer. See, that does show the power of Amazon. Yeah. If it, if it works, it, it works. Yeah. But I mean, we did a lot of stuff off of Amazon to do yeah. that. We did a lot. We sent out a lot of products. We got a lot of product endorsements. We did yeah. a lot of influencer marketing. Wow. Um, we, you know, we put a lot into the PPC. Yeah. Um, but I must say the influencer marketing was the ticket. That was the key. Was yeah, I think so. Back in the day, we were sending a lot of traffic off of Amazon onto Amazon. Oh, okay. Um, you know, to, to go and buy our products. And I think that really helped us move up the rankings. Oh, great. But then what we did, stupidly, is we, we thought, yay, look at this, this is amazing. Let's now go and build to like 20 different products. Yes. And boom, now you're trying to do that 20 times over. And it's just too much. It's just, you know, you, you want to build slowly. Yeah. So you've got one product working really well. Um, and then you maybe add another one and you make sure you got all the systems in place yeah. to have that one working really well and then maybe another one and you make sure you got all the systems in place to have that one working really well and you've got to remember um, you know you've constantly got other um, sellers nipping at your yeah. tails all, all the time all the time hence why a strong brand is so important yes um, so just diversifying your focus diversifying your marketing diversifying everything too fast just, I mean, our sales, we had to cut back on our SKUs in order to, right. you know, lift those sales back up again because it, yeah. it, just, it just was too much. I would agree with that. Even now, five years down the line, we've only got 10 products. Mm. So, but even five of them do really well and, and five might not. You, can, you do have to really yeah. focus. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That was, that was a real key lesson. So yeah. don't diversify too fast and also variances. When you go onto Amazon, you can create variances. So for instance, let's say that you want to go and buy a, you want to go and sell a, um, a range of t-shirts and you're going to have black and red and pink and white and blue. That's their variances, right? You're also going to have size variances and all the rest of it. You want to keep it simple when you first get onto Amazon. You can get as complex as you like later when you've got a team, resources, systems, money to spend, etc. But in the early days, yeah. the simpler you can keep it, the better. Yeah. You want a nice, small, light, simple, easy to sell, difficult to go wrong yeah, exactly. <laughs> product. So you don't want a product that's highly technical and you yeah. know could all fall apart and all the rest. You just want to try and keep it as simple as you possibly can when you first create a product on Amazon until you've learned the system, you've got a nice team in place yeah. and then you can start to maybe, you know, explore more complex options. Would you agree? I, that's, you couldn't have summed it up better because we have five years down the line, we chose a product which was an electronic product and it had to have compatibility with a certain product. Um, it was actually a digital pencil, you know, for sketching on yeah, iPads. Yeah, yeah. And it only worked with a certain iPad. Okay. The returns were huge. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So because, simple, it's so yeah. important. Because people just didn't have the right iPad, so they'd yeah. get it and it didn't work. <laughs> the supplier told us it worked with other iPads and it didn't. didn't. And, yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. Um, the next lesson that we learned, which was huge for us, was to develop the relationship with your supplier. We talked about that very early on. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when we say develop relationship, we're talking majorly develop. We went to China. Okay. Um, my husband used to go to China quite often. Yeah. I went out to China as well. We went to the factories. We saw the conditions of the factories. Yeah. We saw how people worked. We saw our products being made. Mm. And then they took us out for drinking games, which was really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's what the suppliers do. Um, and uh, yeah, they take you out. They take you for dinner. You know, you don't. You're not allowed to pay for anything. It's no, all very interesting. No. Um, but just having that relationship with your supplier. Oh, it just means like, you know, if there's an issue or whatever and your yeah. products have to be stored in their warehouse for some time, they tend not to charge. You know, it's all that. You just keep that. Yeah. There's a right. lot of stuff that happens between you and the supplier that makes your job easier um, if you have built that great relationship with them. Yeah, you're right. Mm. And they actually become more of a friend. So you can, you can reach out to them yeah. anytime. Yeah. And they work hard. So you can reach out to them at midnight and they will respond so Precisely. yeah, it, it does. Yeah. yeah, and our supplier also, we got such a good relationship with them that we would go to other factories to oh, okay. source products sometimes, but yeah. those products would then be sent to our supplier's factory, mm. and he would manage the entire process for us. So we weren't dealing with 10 factories, we were only dealing with one, right. and one guy, and he would negotiate yeah. and work with the other factories, and then would become our main person oh, to do it. So yeah, yeah so there's all sorts of things, but as soon as you can, obviously develop that relationship by Skype, by phone, whatever, and then as soon as you can into the process, I would certainly, I would certainly recommend heading it out to wherever your products are being supplied and yeah. go and meet with the guys, you know, and go and see um, what's happening. I think that's super yeah. important. Okay. Um, and then my last tip for me um, is to remember that Amazon is a third party. Just remember that you don't own Amazon. Um, you may have some shares or stocks in it, <laughs> no idea, but you don't own Amazon. It's a third party. And so at any point, they can just close you down. Um, so you want to make sure that as soon as possible into the process of building your brand and selling your products, that you also um, maybe have your own store uh, so that you have a, another sales channel. What we talked about Amazon being a sales channel. I mean, you can look at Amazon as a business in and of itself. We certainly did, and it did as well for those first few years. Yeah. But I think the sooner you can get to the point where you actually see Amazon as just another sales channel for yeah. your business, and maybe you do some wholesale, maybe you do some retail, maybe you've got your own um, separate e-commerce store, yeah. um, then all of a sudden you are diversifying your risk. So now if Amazon shuts you down, you've lost a sales channel as opposed to your entire business. Does that make sense? Yeah, which they can. They can shut you down. Mm. It doesn't matter how much I've heard people generating a lot of income. If mm. you don't comply with the terms, they will shut you down. Mm. Um, they're very strict. It's all about the customer and the customer is number one. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's not our platform. No. So that just you just need to always remember yeah. that, I think, and bear Absolutely. that in mind. Um, and then another lesson that both Dan and I learned as well, um, we've both been in a situation where we've had a few too many inventory management <laughs> pieces of stock sitting in a warehouse somewhere. It's, it's difficult, but um, I don't know what is the best tip on managing inventory. Um, it's, it's, it's a real toughie, I think, inventory management, isn't it? It is. It's very, very difficult. And it's really about knowing that lead time. So how long does it take from, from the day you order a product? to it being available to sell on Amazon. How yeah. long is that process? And therefore, how, and you, and really inventory management is gonna come with time. And it's a real balancing act because if you run out of inventory, your ranking is gonna tank. But if you have too much inventory, then you've got a lot of money tied up sitting in a warehouse as opposed to being able to promote and, yes. and you know. Um, and it actually costs you money in storage fees. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which we've been in that position for over a year, over two years with excess inventory. It's yeah. literally thousands yeah. sat in a warehouse. Yeah. 
We have the same. You're going to do it. You are going to do it. I think. I think you need to just get in your head that this is going to happen to you. Um, and I think the best tip I can give, though, is to know that up front, that the chances are there's going to come a point where you are probably going to have a bit too much inventory because you're going to get scared of losing your ranking, so you're going to order more rather than less. And it's just about, I think, being super aware yeah. and really trying to track those sales yes. um, across the course of, say, a year and saying, right, I know that in this month it goes like that and in that month it yeah. generally does that and in that month it does that, so I need to yeah. have... Is that, yeah? What I would say, <laughs> I think it's a personal preference. For example, if you, we know that Christmas is a, a busy period, so would you be happy to sell out completely and, and make that profit? Or would you be more comfortable in having excess stock yeah. and actually meeting the demand? Yeah. And having the excess stock, having your, so it depends on, on your level of it does. Uh, inventory. You can actually, how much money you're prepared to put into yeah. the business. Yeah. But it is a complicated one, inventory. I mean, I guess the best tip would be that from as early as possible, you use some kind of inventory management tool, in all yeah. honesty. I mean, we yeah. did it all on a spreadsheet. We did. Um, we did. But it, I think possibly it might be worth your while. It's such an important part of your business yeah. that I think it would probably work your while and investment to use some kind of inventory management tool. Um, so what I will do is I will link to some resources under this video um, all about how to manage your inventory yeah. and um, any inventory management tools that other experts recommend. Um, I will put that below this mm. video. But I think it's just being aware that that's a really important part of your business and you need to just take that into consideration. It is, yeah. Because you could end up not being able to move forward yes. and having all, all your money tied all up. your money tied up, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, it's very important. Um, that's really about yeah, it. Is there it anything is. else you... No. No, we've covered everything. I think the key aspects are consistency, which goes for everything. Yep. A strong brand. Yep. And that's it. That's it, really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that, that's us over and out. Thank you so much for joining us. I do hope that this has been useful to you. Um, as always, happy to answer any questions you have. Uh, just come onto Facebook and type in your lifestyle business. Come and join the Facebook group. Um, that's where I hang out. Happy to answer any queries or questions you have. Um, and I'll also be linking through to where you can find Dan uh, if you want to ask him any questions. He's a bit of a wanderer these days, a, won a wandering worthy, <laughs> traveling and exploring the world. So the camera actually overheated at that stage, which was great timing because we'd literally just finished. So I hope that you got a lot out of that interview um, and that it's been super helpful. I have written a step-by-step -step guide on exactly how you can start your own Amazon business in 2020 and beyond. I will put the link to that guide in the show notes. Um, if you have any questions at all, then do come and join my Facebook community. Just search for Your Lifestyle Business Group on Facebook and you'll come and find us there. Other than that, all the very best with your Amazon business and hopefully maybe I'll see you in Phuket one day and we can be recording a video together. Thanks very much for listening and have a fantastic day so much for listening to today's episode to join in the conversation please head over to yourlifestylebusiness.com where you can find links to podcasts show notes and sign up to download my free ebook how to build a business you can run from anywhere in the world also make sure you come and join our facebook community just search for your lifestyle business on facebook and you'll soon be sharing ideas with like-minded entrepreneurs all on the same journey Lastly, if you have a moment, please subscribe and quickly rate this podcast on iTunes. It takes a tenth of a second to hit the little stars and your rating will ensure it gets out to more people and impacts as many as possible with the message, make it happen. 
Thank you so much. See you next time.